Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. When Senator Rand Paul took on George Stephanopoulos on ABC's This Week, it was exemplary. It was valuable. Because what it was that Senator Paul did was help people really understand how to frame a conversation, how to deal with those who want to tell you that because you want to talk about something, oh, no, no, this has been settled. Oh, no, the science is in. The science is in. What are we talking about? We're talking about the election. No, no, no. Uh, nothing happened with the election. Everything's fine. Everything, Everything's not fine. As a matter of fact, the one thing we know is that everything's not fine from the election. Oh, there was a riot at the Capitol, and all because President Trump couldn't accept losing it. Are you saying that they were right? No, I'm not saying they were right at all. What, are you insane? Maybe, maybe you need to take a pill. Maybe you should see somebody and get something that's properly prescribed and administered so you can relax and, you know, be a a human. This is what makes Senator Rand Paul's conversation so valuable. Is that he was able to engage a conversation with a leading, leading mouthpiece, George Stephanopoulos, a man who should not have a job in this realm. I couldn't stop him from having a sight or anything else. But understand that this is a guy who is a Clintonista from beginning to end. This is a guy who was donating to the Clinton Global Initiative while he was reporting on the Clinton Global Initiative, and he didn't lose a day at work. He's one of the people who wants to put forth the idea there could be no conversation about the election, and Senator Rand Paul will have no part of it. Did I say hello? Did I introduce myself? I forget. Tony Katz, it's good to be with you. Tony Katz today, that's the name of the show. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. I want to share this with you. Senator Rand Paul explaining to George Stephanopoulos that this conversation about they found no widespread voter fraud is not the conversation. As a matter of fact, the things that you say prove that nothing happened, that you can't discuss it, are exactly the problem. And who said you can't discuss things? Listen. What I would suggest is that if we want greater confidence in our elections, and 75% of Republicans agree with me, is that we do need to look at election integrity, and we do need to see if we can uh, restore confidence in the elections. Well, 75% of Republicans agree with you because they were fed a big lie by President Trump and his supporters who say the election was stolen. Why can't you say well, I think where President you make, Biden I think, won a I think legitimate where you make a mistake and uh, Hey, George, 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 where you make a mistake is that people coming from the liberal side like you, you immediately say everything's a lie instead of saying there are two sides to everything. Historically, what would happen is if I said that I thought there was fraud, you would interview someone else who said there wasn't. But now you insert yourself in the middle and say the absolute well, fact is that everything I'm saying is a lie. Well, because, I Senator, I said what the president said was a lie because to. he said, hold we're on a second. To. He said the election was stolen. This election was not stolen. This The results were certified in every you're single was, state you're saying, after counts saying, and recounts. You're saying that absolutely it was, you're saying there was no fraud and it's all been investigated. And that's just not true. So, it's not. Now, as we have discussed here, 
repeatedly. Fraud is the big catch-all that was used to describe this election. The problem with that is it allows people to say, well, the fraud was investigated and, and uh, there, there's no fraud. That the election was certified doesn't mean that that's right. I don't disagree that the election was certified by the states. I have argued that Pennsylvania was simply wrong. What happened in Pennsylvania is unacceptable. And no, those electors should not have been seated. I think it's a provable one. If the Supreme Court had taken the case, I think that this whole thing would have gone to bed. We've not have gotten to the challenges in, in, in Congress. But look at George Stephanopoulos fighting because he is fighting on a very personal, personal basis. This is about him and the reporter that he is not, but the narrative pusher that he is. Let's listen in. Not stolen. This, the results were certified in every you're single was, state you're saying, after counts you're saying, and recounts. You're saying that absolutely it was. You're saying there was no fraud and it's all been investigated. And that's just not true. It's, it's not what I said, sir. I said the Department of Justice found no evidence. Let me, let me finish. finish my point. No, you say it's you all said something was you, not true. You say we're all liars. You're just simply saying we're all liars. And I said it was a lie that the election was stolen. Premise that you're right and we're wrong. Well, let, no. Well, let's let's talk about the specifics of it. In Wisconsin, tens of thousands. of of absentee votes had only the name on them and no address. Historically, those were thrown out this time. They weren't. They made Now, if you were to make note of that, and someone could possibly disagree with Senator Paul there, but just as we saw on the ballot curing in Allegheny and Philadelphia counties in Pennsylvania, people were called and said, hey, you forgot to sign the outside of the envelope. Come here and sign it so your vote will count. That's called curing the ballot. That was allowed in Allegheny and Philadelphia counties, basically Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. But other counties didn't get a chance to do that. Therefore, those other counties and those voters were disenfranchised if they were not given the opportunity to fix their ballot. If in Wisconsin, a system was not followed because, eh, what the heck? Well, then that's a problem. And it goes back to our very original conversation. Why are people so completely incurious? Why were they unwilling to look at these things? It's because they believe the ends justify the means. And as long as they got Trump out, that's all that matters. We believe that the system matters. George Stephanopoulos does not. And he's proving it to you here as he continues to get angry with Rand Paul. And Rand Paul just keeps bringing the thunder. Special accommodations, because they said, oh, it's a pandemic, and people forgot what their address was. So they changed the law after the fact. That is wrong. That's unconstitutional. And I plan on spending the next two years going around state to state and fixing these problems. And I won't be cowed by liberals in the media who say, there's no evidence here, and you're a liar if you talk about election fraud. No, let's have an open debate. It's a free country. There's, there is no widespread evidence of election fraud that overturned the results. That was stated as well by the Department of Justice, led by President Trump's Attorney General. In Wisconsin, there were counts and recounts. Actually, was the never studied. That, even were that's certified. not true. Even that's not true. Even William that's Barr not said true. that Barr said that. But there was, yes, he said that. Yes, that was a pronouncement. There has been no examination, thorough examination of all the states to see what problems we had and see if they could fix them. Now, What's with the anti-science of George Stephanopoulos? 
Now, you could make the argument if the attorney general makes a pronouncement, it's good enough by me. Okay. But it is different than saying he made a pronouncement so everything else has to stop. The argument that could be made is uh, it's enough for me. The argument that Rand Paul is making is why would we somehow tell people they can't go another step? Why would we say to people, if you want to go another step, which is rational, you're a bigot and you hate the country and you're trying to destroy democracy and all these other things. What's with this universal call to attacking these people? Whatever happened to the idea of a debate and bringing forth the facts? Rand Paul is making perfect sense here. It is not to the idea that a state didn't certify, the states did. It is not to an idea that Bill Barr said X, Y, or Z, he said X, Y, and Z. Other things can still be true, and this is where we get to the big part. That the, the statements of people like Stephanopoulos are not pronouncements from on high. They're statements from media folk, and they don't have to be listened to by you, me, and we, especially when they aren't engaging greater conversations or allowing them. Let me say, to be clear, I voted to certify the state electors because I think it would be wrong for Congress to overturn that. But at the same time, I'm not willing just to sit here and say, oh, everybody on the Republican side is a liar and there is no fraud. No, there were lots of problems and there were secretaries of state who illegally changed the law and that needs to be fixed. And I'm going to work hard to fix it. And I won't be cowed by people saying, oh, you're a liar. That's the problem with the media today is they say all Republicans are liars and everything we say is a lie. There are two sides to every story. Story. Interview somebody on the other side, but don't insert yourself into the story to say we're all liars because we there, there's some fraud there, in the election. There are, not, there, are not two, there are not two sides of the story. This has been looked at in every single state. The election oh, sure there are. certified there in are every single state. There are two sides to every state. story. George, you're forgetting who you are. You're forgetting who you are as a journalist. If you think there's only one side, you're inserting yourself into the story to say I'm a liar because I want to look at election fraud and I want to look at secretaries of state who illegally change the voter laws without the permission of their state legislatures. That is incontrovertible. It happened. And you can't just sweep that under the rug and say, oh, nothing to see here, and everybody's a liar, and you're a fool if you bring this up. You're in It's a very interesting take from Rand Paul, and one that should really get our attention. Here is a quote-unquote journalist saying out loud, there's only one way to look at this. Okay. So the people who say abortion is murder are right because there's only one way to look at it. Your move. Rand Paul is having a grander, greater conversation here. And George Stephanopoulos very clearly is not prepared for it yourself into the story a journalist I'm, would hear both sides and there are two sides of this story. i'm standing i'm standing by facts there are not two sides to facts i did not say there, that this was a perfect election i said it was the results were certified i said it was not stolen it you're is a lie to people say people are liars you're stolen. saying people are liars if they want to investigate what happened in the election should that's we not what i said the fact that tens of thousands of absentee ballots did not have addresses on them and normally were disqualified but this time they were counted should we examine that i don't know whether 
whether it affected the election or not, but I have an open mind, and if we actually examine this and we find out it didn't, that's fine, but it still should be fixed. There, there's, there can be more investigations. The investigations that have taken place have shown there is not enough fraud to change the results of this election that has been certified by every state. It was stated by the Justice Department and the Attorney General. And I accepted the state certifications, but doesn't mean that I think that there wasn't fraud and that there weren't problems that have to be investigated, and it doesn't mean that the law wasn't broken. I believe in Pennsylvania they broke the law, and I believe if that ever would get a real hearing in the Supreme Court, it was denied for standing. It wasn't actually taken up. If it were taken up, I do believe that the Supreme Court would overrule and say that they did break the law illegally. I ask Pennsylvania should have been taken up in the courts. Exactly as we discussed. This was actually extremely good work from Senator Rand Paul. Extremely good work. uh, And should be seen that way by anybody who, well, thinks that we should be open and honest and engaged. Without being, I don't know, psychopaths. Very rational, very reasonable. And George Stephanopoulos had no answer for somebody who was willing to come back again and again and again and not be silenced. I'm Tony Katz. You don't have to miss any part of Tony Katz today. Solve that problem by subscribing to the podcast at Rumble.com. Rumble is a video sharing service like the Tube Guys, but they aren't playing around with demonetizing and deplatforming content they don't like. I'm on Rumble because Rumble.com allows me to be, well, me. Go to Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z, and subscribe today. That's Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, and subscribe to the Tony Katz Today podcast. Enjoy it and share it every day. The Tony Katz Today podcast at Rumble.com. Weekends are not a time for politics or news or the craziness of the world. Weekends are a time for friends and family, pouring a well-crafted spirit and maybe smoking a luxurious cigar. Each week, Eat Drink Smoke reviews cigars and craft spirits and gives you news that will make you interested, not angry. Eat Drink Smoke with cigar aficionado Tony Katz and America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The perfect complement to your weekend activities. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Being in business today means looking for ways to save money and service customers faster and better than ever. That means DAV processing. In-store and mobile credit card processing and online stores of all kinds, DAV processing can help almost any business except credit cards, even if the owner has their own credit issues. They even do consumer financing. Smart business people are making smart choices, and no choice for your business is smarter than DAV processing. Go now to DAVprocessing.com. That's DAVprocessing.com. DAVprocessing.com. Video is so important. Video gets eyeballs, which means customers for your business. And you don't need a Hollywood budget to make videos that get seen and cause customers to make the phone ring. MakeMyCustomVideo.com can help. With MakeMyCustomVideo.com, one of their very qualified professionals will make you a beautiful professional video for your business at a price that works for your budget. And to business people like you, a great video can make sales again and again and again. Go to MakeMyCustomVideo.com. That's MakeMyCustomVideo.com. Spike Lee wants you to know that Donald Trump will go down in history with the likes of Hitler. Just in case you're wondering how that whole unity thing is going. Tony Katz. 
Tony Katz today. I made myself laugh. I I apologize. That's that's no way to be a professional. My goodness gracious. Um, these guys don't stop, man. They don't stop with their they're just absolute silliness. They're absolute madness. They don't stop with the hate. It's it's like they can't. I mean, this is all they know. This is all they can do. Nonsense, constant, continual hate. What's the point of a statement like that? We'll go down in history with the likes of Hitler. Uh, he, he was getting an award. We're at a crossroads now and everybody please be safe. This is not a game. These people got guns with ammunition. Um, it says nothing about the violence of Antifa. Nothing. I hope to God that I'm wrong, but people are going to get killed behind this blank. This president, President Agent Orange, President Agent Orange, that's special, will go down in history with the likes of Hitler. These guys, all his boys, they're going down on the wrong side of history. You got to love people who talk about the wrong side of, of history. Speaking of, let's go to uh, tabletmag.com. Great, great piece. Let's talk about the wrong side of history. This is now how we talk uh, about things. Journalists mobilize against free speech. Armin Rosen reporting, a new generation of media crusaders clamor for government control over what you see, hear, and read, and for banning their competition. We've seen this regarding Newsmax, regarding Fox News. We've seen it from CNN and, and others. They are, they're proud to say we should take Fox off the air. Proud to say we should take Newsmax off the air. What kind of journalist says, hey, let's destroy my entire profession? I had a, a journalist uh, say to me I was wrong for saying that journalists should be speaking out uh, um, ab about this and saying, you know, we should have free speech. And his point to me was well, that's not what you want journalists doing. No, I don't want journalists to engage in narrative. But supporting free speech and those people who engage it, yes, I want journalists doing that. As a matter of fact, I don't know why they're not. I don't know why they're not talking about it. I find that incorrigible. Wrong on every single level. You should be saying to the Oliver Darcy's of the world, you're wrong that what you're saying is flat-out obscene, disgusting, despicable, less than, indecent, and unworthy of free and thinking people. That's what should be happening. That's exactly what should be being said by members of the media everywhere. That of course Fox should be allowed to be in business. Of course you should have uh, Newsmax being allowed to be in business. What kind of fool wants to stop them? Not somebody who actually believes in free speech and free thoughts and free minds. And then there's Spike Lee, who I'm supposed to somehow think of as this, this really important guy.
You know, I never met a Spike Lee, but I had an interaction. He did the movie Summer of Sam. You ever see that, Producer Ari, Summer of Sam? I have not. Okay. Well, part of the filming of Summer of Sam happened in Brooklyn. It happened in, like, January, February, and it was cold. And I know because I was there because I was an extra in Summer of Sam. I knew that. And drove myself out to do this. I was living in New Jersey, like, I'll try my hand at this. Why not? It sounds like fun. And so there are thousands of people there. Thousands of people. It's a scene where the, the cop car is driving to the courthouse and people are screaming and yelling at Son of Sam. They, they want him dead. And so they're, they're shooting this scene. I'm, I'm an extra. And these two people got into a fight in front of me and Spike's like, oh, you people are ridiculous. He threw them out. And then one of them had a sign. He picks it up and handed it to me. So I'm holding a sign in this shot that I don't even think made it to the, to the, to the picture. Like, that's my interaction with, with Spike Lee. He can hand you a sign, great. But comparing Trump to Hitler is pretty disgusting. He should get called out for it. I'm Tony Katz. Never met Jason Whitlock. He used to be at OutKick. He's a sports guy. You've seen him before. And you've seen him before and you've heard him before because when a black man talking sports isn't on the side of all athletes when they're talking about social justice things, uh, they tend to make a lot of um, news for themselves, usually being called every name in the book. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's great to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. That's where you find me online, TonyCats.com. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That's how you do it. That's how you get in touch. That's how you get to be a part of the thing. Well, he wrote an email to the Indianapolis Star. That's the newspaper where I live. And the Indianapolis Star is a left-leaning outfit owned by, it's U.S. part of USA Today, owned by Gannett, which is Gatehouse. And anybody who says they're not left-leaning has never once read the paper. It's, it's, it is what it is. And Whitlock has been speaking out against Black Lives Matter. Referring to Black Lives Matter, and I'm quoting here, as a cleverly marketed slogan that provides cover for extremists to undermine racial progress and bully American citizens to support Democratic politicians. Well, I would argue that the support that they're looking for isn't so much for Democrat politicians as it is for um, other Marxists who want to destroy the American way of life, because that's what BLM does. It's not something that we're going to deny and pretend isn't real. Of course, it's real. This is what's happening. That's who Marxists are. That's what Antifa is. And yes, indeed, that's what Black Lives Matter as an organization is all about. That is different than someone who is black or any other uh, uh, color, if you will, who looked at what happened to George Floyd and said, we can't have this in America. Because I agree with that. But Black Lives Matter, supporting Black Lives Matter is to support Marxism. And no rational person should have any part of that. Then again, a lot of people irrationally didn't even look. The best was when I would bring this up at first, people were like, why are you, why are you doing that? 
Why do you have to take down the whole group just because of that? Why can't you just ignore that? Because well, I can't. Because I can't ignore that. No, how, how could anybody rationally ignore that? What, are we all nuts? Absolutely, positively not will I ignore that. Uh, Whitlock goes on to say that despite the sweet-sounding name, Black Lives Matter acts as a racial divider, no different from the KKK. The best part of this story was that it says Whitlock, an Indianapolis native and journalist at OutKick. Uh, uh, producer Ari, he's he left OutKick, right? I didn't even know he left. Did he? I thought he did, and some people say he did. I've read somewhere that he did, but they reported that he's at OutKick.com, so let's just say that he is. Whitlock, they write, an Indianapolis native and journalist at OutKick.com, known for his controversial takes on sports and race issues, went on Fox News Wednesday night with Tucker Carlson. In that interview, he said that Black Lives Matter and Antifa serve as the modern-day enforcement arm of the Democratic Party. Well, that much is is true but moreover uh, they want to burn it all down they are not so much aligned with the democratic party as they are in wanting just total destruction but luckily for them they can get uh like-minded folk within the democratic party to move that about but what in the world is a controversial take on sports and race issues the controversial take is anybody, regardless of their color supporting black lives matter which is a marxist organization it is Con- it's controversial to support Marxism. But they don't write it like that. Why not? Why don't they write it like that? Y- you want to know why uh, national media has so many issues? Here you go. Here it is. There's nothing controversial about noting that Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization. Nothing. There's something very controversial about saying, well, I don't care. I'm still supporting him. Well, then you're the problem. And the best is they decide to really test and look into whether or not Black Lives Matter is like the KKK. And they checked with a historian. I, 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 I love it. It's, it's unbelievable. They went to Richard Pierce, a professor and historian at the University of Notre Dame, who called Whitlock's comments a provocative, inflammatory screed. Then, I swear to you, I can't make this up. Pierce, who studies 20th century America and specializes in the urban experience of blacks, told the Indy Star he had no desire to break down point by point why Whitlock is wrong. And then they quote him. Nonetheless, I will say this. The KKK rioters commonly wore hoods to camouflage their identity and mimicked Confederate General Nathan Bedford Forrest's marauding practices honed during the Civil War. Their very anonymity added to their intimidation. Have you not, have you not seen Black Lives Matter? Black Lives Matter events, by contrast, he said, and this is, they, they aren't quoting him, they're paraphrasing him here. Black Lives Matter events, by contrast, are permitted events which take place under the protection of the First Amendment. Holy cow. That's considered journalism. He won't take the point-by-point breakdown. He's just going to call him wrong. 
the idea of the protest utilizing uh, permits is far different than what the effect is on the after effects, the violence that is done in its name. Although there are plenty of people protesting, you know, what happened to George Floyd and aren't part of this insanity. And you take a look at the political pressure they're trying to put on people. Look at all the companies that have donated millions of dollars, basically saying, please don't hurt me. The business owners all across the country who are told, you better say something about Black Lives Matter and how you support it. Otherwise, we're coming after your business. That's what they did, by the way. And they've done it all over the country. They've gone after business owners who haven't explicitly said, we support this or we support that. Threatening them all the way. Black Lives Matter went on a campaign across the country saying that's a nice business you got there. It would be a shame if something happened to it. That's what they did. Oh, this is the playbook, people. That's what happened. That intimidation continues. And if Professor Pierce doesn't want to take it on point by point, why are we even asking him the questions? He gets to say what he wants to say, but he doesn't take on Whitlock's point. Dismissing Jason Whitlock as somebody who is unserious at all. Who listens to that fool? Why is Indy Star participating? The Indianapolis Star, why are they participating in the in the silencing, in the muzzling, in the in the disregarding and disrespecting of a black man? That's how the game was played, right? I I thought that's how the game was played. I'm Fingers Malloy with the Bourbon Minute brought to you by the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. You know what goes good with bourbon? A chicken sandwich. 2021 has brought new entries into the chicken sandwich wars. McDonald's and Burger King, Wendy's, Boston Market, they've all launched new chicken sandwiches. And now this week, Chick-fil-A will roll out nationally their grilled spicy chicken deluxe sandwich. Now, the sandwich features a grilled chicken patty that has been marinated in a spicy seasoning, and it's served in a multi-grain brioche bun with Colby Jack cheese and lettuce and tomato. It's also served with a creamy cilantro lime sauce that was created specifically for the new sandwich. For more info on the new sandwich, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash eatdrinksmoke. This was the Bourbon Minute brought to you by Eat Drink Smoke. It's your cigar bourbon foodie radio extravaganza. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform. Eat Drink Smoke. Being in business today means looking for ways to save money and service customers faster and better than ever. That means DAV processing. In-store and mobile credit card processing and online stores of all kinds, DAV processing can help almost any business except credit cards, even if the owner has their own credit issues. They even do consumer financing. Smart business people are making smart choices, and no choice for your business is smarter than DAV processing. Go now to DAVprocessing.com. That's DAVprocessing.com. DAVprocessing.com. 
Com. Video is so important, video gets eyeballs, which means customers for your business. And you don't need a Hollywood budget to make videos that get seen and cause customers to make the phone ring. MakeMyCustomVideo.com can help. With MakeMyCustomVideo.com, one of their very qualified professionals will make you a beautiful, professional video for your business at a price that works for your budget. And to business people like you, a great video can make sales again and again and again. Go to MakeMyCustomVideo.com. That's MakeMyCustomVideo.com. You don't have to miss any part of Tony Katz today. Solve that problem by subscribing to the podcast at Rumble.com. Rumble is a video sharing service like the Tube Guys, but they aren't playing around with demonetizing and deplatforming content they don't like. I'm on Rumble because Rumble.com allows me to be, well, me. Go to Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z, and subscribe today. That's Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, and subscribe to the Tony Katz Today podcast. Enjoy it and share it every day. The Tony Katz Today podcast at Rumble.com. Weekends are not a time for politics or news or the craziness of the world. Weekends are a time for friends and family, pouring a well-crafted spirit and maybe smoking a luxurious cigar. Each week, Eat Drink Smoke reviews cigars and craft spirits and gives you news that will make you interested, not angry. Eat Drink Smoke with cigar aficionado Tony Katz and America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The perfect complement to your weekend activities. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. So I, I just got this. I don't think we have to worry about language there, producer Ari, but this is uh, Jason Rantz who has been sharing some of the insanity going on in Washington State about, of course, riots and uh, the damage done to Seattle. They now have a police chief who is saying they're going to actually crack down on uh, these Antifa people. Remember, Antifa is real. Joe Biden got it wrong. Antifa is violence. Antifa is violence. These are facts. In after the Biden inauguration, they actually destroyed the original Starbucks. And now they're saying, all right, we're, we're, we're done with dealing with this. Carmen Best was the former chief. She wanted to deal with it, but they wouldn't let her. They basically pushed out a black female police chief in super woke Seattle. But this is a Zoom call of a, a school district in Washington state and if you reopen the schools, well, that's, that's white supremacy. R. Wilson is president of the Pasco Association of Educators. There are decisions to be made. You stand on the lawn of the U.S. Capitol as people break down barriers and head to the doors. Do you follow? You stand at the governor's mansion, the crowd breaks down barriers to enter the grounds. Do you follow or do you choose a different way? We must not ignore the culture of white supremacy and white privilege. We have seen it in the free to breathe, reopen everything, rodeos and rallies that received county commissioner support. The same commissioner directs our health district. No one wants remote learning. No one wants remote learning, but it is the right thing to do. We know the equity concerns. Virus transmission is high, headed higher. With so many ignoring and avoiding measures to stop the spread, remote learning is the right decision. You've moved forward as the health district removes the barricades for you. You could choose a different way. You could move to pause in-person learning. 
You can ask for a new path that benefits all, not some. You can have the discussion and vote. You can choose a different way. Students are not coming to school. They live in multi-generational homes and have lost family members. We speak of equity. We speak of care of all students. And yet we listen and attend to voices saying, reopen everything and free to breathe, supporting white privilege. This is a teachers union president having this conversation. Opening schools is not about white privilege because white privilege is not real. It's not about white supremacy. You're all insane. You have to stop. You have to stop. You sound like crazy people. You're dangerous. You're ugly. You're, you're indecent. You are less than. Because by putting all of these conversations out there, you are admitting that you are unwilling to have serious talks. The teacher is not in charge of whether the school's open. I have no problem with wanting to protect the teacher and the teacher should want to be healthy and all these things. But the students have to be in school. If we're going to play the game of who's more important, it's more important to educate those students and get them in school. Because if it's not important, then we don't need any of these schools and we sure as bloody hell don't need the unions. This is a fight worth having or at least, at the very least, a conversation worthy of our time. Unions want to tell you that you don't get to decide. All you do is pay your property taxes and shut your damn mouths. And if you should want to send your kids back to school, well, you're guilty of white privilege. What if you're black? Makes no difference. They just throw the terminology out there and figure what the hell. You figure it out. Saying to somebody that you want your kid back in school is white privilege is bigotry, and those people should be dismissed. They are not good nor decent. They are the worst people in the world. And if it is a teacher's union that's pushing that, crack that teacher's union in two. Teachers should be respected. Teachers need to be treated as professionals. They need to be able to control their classrooms as they see fit. I support these things. Saying that if I want to send my kids to school, I'm guilty of white privilege and white supremacy? Go to hell. No, no. There's no place for you in civil society. You're nuts. You're, you're, You're lost. It's, it's, it's madness. And we should address it. We should be talking about it. We should be people who look at these people in these unions and say, you don't represent us at all. I can't believe you represent teachers. And then the parents have to take charge. They have to take charge. Now, we're going to see whether or not anybody takes responsibility regarding vaccines. Because right now, it seems that everybody is out of their minds. 
out of their minds crazy. And you've got some vaccines where you need the two doses and the states don't have, some states don't have enough for the second dose where they gave out the first one. Some of them can't roll out a vaccine at all. Then you've got the CDC basically saying, well, you know, we can't tell you how many doses have been given out, but they've got numbers on their own website. We're going to be following this greatly. Are we really having an issue getting the vaccine out to people? Or are we engaged in a radical level of politics that says we need to blame anything that goes wrong on Donald Trump so we keep the stink off of us? I would rather they just gave people the vaccine and we're done with the damn thing. I would rather... I would rather have people not be political and try and help. I'm not going to get what I want. But you're not, it's very much seems that we're not getting what we want when we want people to just be normal and move the vaccine out there. It's like they it's like they refuse to do it. They flat out refuse to do so. So we're going to cover where this vaccine is going and whether or not some of these states have have done it properly. We're going to keep on it with everything in us because what happens when a state did it properly and another state didn't? Does the state that did it properly have to give up some of their vaccine to the state that didn't do it properly? I'm Tony Katz.